Hello, or welcome back to the Radio Nasty's Halloween podcast event. As usual, I'm your host, Richard, with my co-host, Vic. One day, it'll take you to this rage. The, the, the fucking rage took me when I had to watch this film. Yeah, you've got nothing on me, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I know. Oh, Today, we are looking at the sixth entry in the franchise. The first one, not to have a number attached to it. Yeah, it's also fan-made. Is it? Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it was fan-made. No, I've seen better fan-made Halloween movies. Yeah, that's probably why. We are looking at Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. And just to avoid any confusion, we are looking at the theatrical cut and not the produced. Which many many people like this cut. Why? I don't know. It wasn't until like we were getting ready for this episode that I was looking at Halloween 6 stuff. Yes, yeah. it annoys me how many people like this film. See, any any sort of fan uh, reception I've seen has been negative. Even like die-hard Halloween fans that defend the franchise will be like, "Yeah, the curse is." Yeah, I I saw like a thread on Twitter where people were saying that this is the best entry in the franchise and it's their favorite. The the only thing I could think is there's a big resurgence of nineties horror. At the minute, so I'm guessing it's just them being out because it's, I guess it's their Halloween film. Oh God! But can you imagine? I denounce my year. I just well, this is yeah, this is the first Halloween film that was released in our lifetime. Oh fucking hell! It's a bad start. Not a good start. I mean, it was the second one I ever watched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a that's real horror. That's the second Boris Johnson reference we've had in one of these intros in our <laughs> Halloween podcasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was the second Halloween film I ever watched. So, fucking, how did you continue? I mean, it was like seven. Right, uh, let's delve into this sack of shit known as Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. I'm glad the... you didn't call it a film. You called it a sack of shit because I don't think this even classes as a film. <laughs> the thrilling. Conclusion to the Fawn trilogy. Oh yeah, everything we've been waiting for is paid off for this fucking movie. Oh, is it? It's I, annoying I me already. Payoff. We haven't even started. It pisses me off. Right, let's uh, let's get onto it before Vic has an aneurysm. So the the first thing that happens is we hear Jamie. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think we're supposed to know you it's know, Jamie it's, at you this do point. Quite quickly though, but it's one Jamie. of the nurses calls up. Jamie, like pretty much straight after, mm. and she's she's screaming, "Michael, please don't hurt me!" Yeah. He spent the last two fucking films you were in trying to hurt you. Yeah, what? Why would he stop? We get like little flashes. Oh god, yeah, I literally just wrote flashing images. I, I think these are like other flashes of other films, like the other franchise hmm. films, maybe the two before this, or this one. I can't remember. I wrote it in my notes that there's flashes of other things, or possibly this one. I don't know if I can answer that now. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we get the the horrible, cheap, generic fucking title. Why is why has this franchise gone so low to have just generic fucking titles now? Yeah, they're, they're... like one of the best parts of the originals was that the title screens. Had something to get. I mean, yeah. well, maybe not four, five, and six, but but even but Halloween three had the title screen. Yeah, this gets Halloween two because Michael Myers. It's because they knew. It's just yeah, it's, nobody this cares. Crap. Why put effort 
We, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't put effort in the film. Why like, should the, uh, the credits film. team yeah. put effort in it? Uh, Jamie is giving birth. And this is what you're on about. You hear the the midwives or the nurses or whatever. They call her Jamie. Yeah, yeah, they're saying Jamie, push, push, blah, blah, blah. She asks, when the baby comes out, she asks for him, obviously, because it's a mother. Yeah. And they they hand him to uh, the man in black, the, the, the pointed shoe the man. gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Who could he be? Maybe we'll learn great things about this character. Oh, it'll be a fucking revelation. That's all I've been waiting for for the last three films is who is the pointy shoe man? Uh, We get uh, a nice recap of the Halloween story by Paul Rudd in his uh, cinematic debut. It's a miracle this man got a career after this film. This could have ruined Paul Rudd. It should have. I mean... I like Paul Rudd, but he isn't good in this film. Yeah, if I was... I mean, uh, Loomis isn't good in this film. If I was a casting agent, you know, in the late 90s... You were in what? You were in Halloween? No. Mm, no, I, I I, promise, I'm a good actor. No. Yeah. They, they also see... We see the... While he's narrating, we see the baby on, a like, a ritual table. <sighs> Why is this a Halloween film? And it's got, like, a carving of the image of Michael's tattoo from the last movie. Yeah. Which we're not supposed to know what that is yet. In the original cut, and the producers covered this. It was actually, it was Loomis doing the recap. I don't know why. Why did they decide Paul Rudd would be yeah. there to do that? Oh my god! Yeah, I, d- I don't understand why they changed. It. I mean, it's ba- it's the dialogue's the same. They just changed it to Paul Rudd instead of. By the way, Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle in this. Yeah, he's not playing Paul Rudd. Oh no, no, no! But I'm saying like he's Tommy du- for some reason. For think, some reason, yeah, it was just let's bring. Somebody they know back. Maybe yeah. this will help. Oh, they don't do that these days, do no, they? they? With fan serve, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> There's three characters coming back for Halloween Kills, for Christ's sake. Oh, they're bringing back the Emperor, mate, for the next fucking Star Wars film. Yeah, <laughs> let that sink in. Just like he sunk into that giant, giant hole and exploded and definitely died. Should we uh, review all the Star Wars films, Vic? Um... Yeah, because I'd like to reevaluate the prequels, considering I've seen The Last Jedi now. <laughs> I'm sorry for calling this the worst Star Wars film that could ever have possibly existed. Yeah. yeah. At least Phantom Menace had Darth Maul. Yeah. Now they're bringing him back for some reason. Well, spoilers. <laughs> but anybody who knows the extended canon, no, spoilers for people that don't, he's already dead again. Oh, is he? Yeah, he he's already so been the killed cameo in is Rebels. Nothing. Yeah. So the killing the, the the oh, is solo set before Rebels then. Yeah, I assume. Oh, just, yeah. So he could. Oh, I don't give a fuck. No, no one. Who cares? Lots of people, Richard. This is what is getting to me. Lots of people. Like I'm done. Oh, we've talked more about later. Star Wars than we have yeah. Halloween. We're just a. Uh... I mean, I'd rather watch Halloween Six than the Last Jedi. Again. Oh my! Wow, that's you pulling out the big guns now. <laughs> yep. That is because all you've been moaning about was how much you hate this film. And I know you don't like Last Jedi, but no, I'd, wow. I'd happily watch Halloween Six. Wow! Over if you said to me now, you've got to watch one of these all day. I'd be like Halloween Six, <laughs> Halloween Six. Oh, so a nurse brings the baby to Jamie. I think the nurse, you know, is is trying to help Jamie get away. I guess she's realised didn't really get into a. 
yeah. my medical career to help twisted evil cults. The man in black also carves that um, the thorn symbol on the baby as well. Does he carve it on? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just like painting it in blood. No, it's a knife. No, but I thought he was just like using the knife as a No, I think it's just a really bad effect. Oh. I think he genuinely... Because he's got the mark on it when they find him later on. Oh, dear. It's like, if that's paint, I mean... Don't cut up babies. Uh, come up. If they make these movies. If a baby <laughs> made Halloween 6 or The Last Jedi, I'd kill it. I don't think they did. Babies would make better films. Very true. Yeah, she tells... Uh, the nurse tells Jamie the way out. And then... Uh, Michael comes out. Shadows. Yeah, he impales. He, he, she, sorry, he impales the nurse on a very conveniently placed spike. Yeah. They're just in like a hallway that's bare, and there's randomly a spike there on the yeah. wall. So Michael, As, I think this place has just been built with Michael in mind. Yeah, so they're like, you've got to have something he can kill somebody on every fifty yards, and that's our first kill. And then but we get. Treatment. Why is it that? Michael's introductions in these films are getting worse and worse. It's probably because the films are getting worse. He just comes out of the shadows. Like, I'm here. And then an even worse version of the Halloween theme plays. I was just about to say, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, if you thought the last two were bad, which they were, this is. Fan, it's genuinely like a fan made film. No, I Except, like you said, they've they've, they've done better. Exactly. A studio made this. (laughs) There was money. Money. Yep. Several millions of dollars. Michael watches the. Uh, the Think nurse. of all the better things they could have put that money in. They could have burnt it and kept people warm. Yeah. That would have been a better use of it. Yeah. They could burn all the copies of this movie. <laughs> That'll keep me warm for I've got two centuries. copies of this film. Oh, you're disgusting. I've only got it on DVD. <laughs> I'm thinking about upgrading to 4K soon. <laughs> in my defence, the producer's cut was just chucked in as a bonus. Yeah, it was literally gave it away like take this please it's yeah shit. because they were like it's a bit better but it's not yeah that that is generally the consensus it's better but it's still shit yeah well, it's hard to make polish a turd have you ever Again. seen a film where the producer's cut is considered the superior version yeah like who the is producers this producer are the ones that, that usually come in <laughs> of course all this out well it was the wine scenes that came in and said there's yeah. not enough. Uh, there's not enough sexual harassment in this uh, this this film. <laughs> we need some more of that. <laughs> uh, you know a, why your film failed right, because where... you were nice to every woman on set. That's why it failed. <laughs> there was a scene right where where a man went up to a woman and said, "Can I fuck you?" And the woman went no, and then the guy the just went it. on about on his day. Like, That's you... not on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> film it again. Oh, Harvey Weinstein, you. Champion. <laughs> it's not the word I would have used. It's not the C word I would have used. I would have used cunt. Oh, I, I, I no, I like him. I love him. I think he's a rather nice gentleman. <laughs> oh, Harvey Weinstein for president. It'd be better than Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think about it, don't you? You oh. go. You know what? Yeah, he kind of kept a successful. Uh, Film industry going for a while. Right, let's uh, that <laughs> avoid politics. Especially if Harvey Weinstein is the president. <laughs> we should definitely un- uh, uh, avoid them politics. Fucking hell, I was only joking. What's that, rape's legal now? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'd wake up a happy man. 
I'd be like, I won't get done for all the crimes I will commit and have committed before. Oh, my so. girlfriend's locked in my house. <laughs> <laughs> she always has been. So, J- Jamie gets outside and she sees a man in a rain truck. A rain, a rain mat. What is a rain truck? <laughs> what is it? Collect the rain. Out to collect the rain. Jamie go. Jamie's outside and she sees a man in a rain mech and she steals his truck. She's like trying to warn him, like, Michael fucking Myers is behind you. Yeah, because he's shouting at her, like, you took my car, bitch. And she's like, yeah, but Michael Myers is behind you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, can I not get I'm in, in a truck, no mate. Yeah, yeah. I like to put my feet up. We get a good kill out of it, though. Yeah, he snaps um, his neck, doesn't he? It's a really good effect, though. You shocked? You said something positive about yeah, this. No, film. The, the 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 kills are pretty good in this one. Yeah, that makes what it even was, worse. That was that was what was ramped up in this cut. I think the yeah, because the they were like, was "There's fuck all else for anybody." Yeah. Give them some really good. Put some more money. In. Harvey Weinstein walked it. in, went, "Forget the sexual harassment. Get some fucking gore in there because that film's shite." Well, that, that, that's basically yeah, that's it. So we're like five minutes into the film and we've already got two kills. Yes, brilliant. It's not very Halloween, but no. I'll take it. We cut to our beloved Haddonfield now. There's a there's finally a sold sign outside the old... Uh, Strode Realty. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the bedroom, and there's a little boy. Danny. Danny. The man and he's, he's hearing there. somebody say, Danny, kill for him. Well, he's like in the room, isn't he? Yeah. This man in black. Yeah. It's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Consent is not necessary. Because <laughs> oh, his mum comes in and Danny tells yeah. him that the voice man is here. And Danny's, his mum's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know you would be the voice man. Shut up, you little cunt. Is that the best villain you could I think of? I am fucking sick of you. You know that? Mum, but she, the mum listens to... Um, she's listening to the radio. And the radio says that Haddonfield has banned Halloween... Since 1989, the franchise they, or the holiday? Well, how are they con- like coordinating this? Like, does, if people go out in mass, they're like shooting, <laughs> shooting, being arrested. Yeah, like what happens? Well, I'm only six. You go into fucking jail. Well, up with the yeah. rest of the scum. I you just wanted some sweets. Yeah, yeah. But there's the- there's a caller on the radio as well. That I want to make a point out of. They're talking about Michael Myers, like obviously due to the ban and everything. The radio station thing becomes like a plot point, unfortunately, in this film. Yeah. Some caller says that Michael is everything she's wanted in a man. Oh, God, yeah, she was weird. It's a little bit weird, yeah. She wants to know what's behind that mask. Yeah. A burn victim? The radio guy, he makes a joke about it. And he, he makes it out as if it's a, a, a newspaper headline. And he says, Psycho lays Nympho the best sex he ever dismembers. This is the film we're in, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Uh, Tommy Doyle is uh, creeping on Danny's mum. Yeah, house he's watching him the fucking those. camera. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a little bit weird. Harvey Weinstein. Like, exactly, <laughs> yeah. That was his input. Yeah, uh, put that in. Make that Paul Rudd guy a perv. Do I have to? Yeah, you do. If you ever want a fucking career in this (laughs) business. (laughs) That's why he got over uh, Halloween 6. Because I'll be once tonight. He's alright. He did did what he was told. 
But Tommy calls the radio station to tell them that he saw he's Michael like a fucking Loomis Junior, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's like Michael's work isn't done in Haddonfield, and soon, very soon, he'll come home to kill again. Whatever, Paul Rudd. But this time, I'll be ready. He really is like a. Sh- Do you know what? Lightning fucking strikes at this point where he's saying this. I was like, can we get this film any more cliched? Yes. Yeah, that's true. We can actually, yeah, unfortunately. We get my favourite scene now. We cut, because they're on the radio and like, whatever happened to that Loomis fellow? Did he die? And it cuts to Loomis in his house and he's like, not dead. Very much retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he's, we, Loomis is talking to himself. Oh, Lou, this is the last film that poor man ever did. Yep. I don't think he, he, Died. I think he killed himself after being in this. <laughs> Fuck <book>. this <laughs> movie. Wait, on the radio as well. There's also a little bit about the radio guy talking about how it was the CIA that took Michael and made him into the perfect assassin. And it, they said that they couldn't even control him, and he killed eight agents at Langley, and then they sent him off in a rocket to space. Man, I want to see this. Movie. That's what I said. I was like, Michael in space. Do it. CIA assassin? Why isn't that guy coming for you? <laughs> CIA. Well, he can't even speak, can he? He just holds up his badge and kills everyone. I used to kill for the CIA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck off, pigs. <laughs> Touch his dick and he's dead. <laughs> Lo- Loomis gets a knock on the door. Yeah, from someone called Terence. Who's not really much to do with the film. There's no shocking revelations about him. No, you're right, there's not. It's not shocking in the slightest. We we cut quickly back to Jamie driving to Haddonfield. She arrives at like a bus station or something. Yeah, some like station. And she um, she goes to the phone booth. She tries to call the emergency services and it's The weather's fucked it, isn't it? Yeah. So she rings a local radio station and said, and this irrationally annoyed me because it's a payphone and she didn't put any money in it. Oh, does she not? No. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you can ring the emergency services on it, but not don't a radio think, station. Yeah. yeah. On the radio, we hear about this uh, this Halloween rally as well. Yeah. That becomes like quote unquote important. I, I was gonna say a set piece then. <laughs> I was like, nope, it's not that exciting. But Terence and Loomis, they have a they have a little drink. Terence is uh, the second actor in the Halloween franchise that is a lethal weapon. Oh. Actor, yeah, he was the villain in *Lethal Weapon* one. Oh, Gary Busey's boss. The more you know. He he wants a uh, Loomis to come out of retire. Yeah, back to Smith's Grove. And Loomis wants Loomis wants nothing to do with medicine. I don't blame him. He's more interested in his book. Yeah, but they hear. Um... I'd like to think he's co-writing an erotic novel with uh, L.A. Cool J's character in H2O. <laughs> ah. That would be great. She oh, had the blackest vagina. <laughs> the devil's nipples. I don't know what that would look like. The devil's nipples. I feel like that would be horrific. That sounds like a fucking metal album. Yeah. There you go. There's your metal yeah. album. Call back to earlier episodes. Yeah. But Loomis and Tommy at the same time, they hear Jamie talking on the radio about Michael and ask. she asks Loomis for help. Yeah. Like, Live on radio, and then the Andy uh, he was just happened to be listening yeah. to this broadcast. It's for me. Michael is now in the building where uh, Jamie is, 
um, the lights go out. And Jamie hides out of a... She hides in the bathroom. Because he searches the bathroom and then he finds that she's already gone out of a window. Yeah. But she leaves the baby there, doesn't she? Yeah, she yeah, she leaves the baby. Like she, well, Jamie drives away and her, uh, she she gets hit by a van or something. A van rams her or something. Well, Michael is in the van and he rams her. Ah, and then, and then she the Halloween crashes into plays. a pumpkin field. Yeah. While the Halloween theme plays. Yeah. Because that's what you need it for. when you. She runs into a barn. Uh, Michael stalks. Yes, he does. And he impales her on a fork. Yeah, the beloved Jamie is now dead. Well, she has this little thing, doesn't she, where she reaches for him. And he reaches back, only then to suddenly just push the fork in. I wonder why they didn't get Daniel Harris back. Because she was probably like, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, she was, I don't know, she was still young, weren't she? So, I mean, she could have been at school or anything, I suppose. Because, how old was she in 4 and 5? I swear. I want to say like 11, 10, 11. No, she couldn't be 11, because it's only 10 years after the first one. Are you on about Jamie the character? or The the, the, car- the character. Oh, I don't know then. I'm just trying to work out, because this is 95. The last one was 89, so it's been six years. I don't know. I'm just just questioning if uh, she's even of age to have a child. I don't think they're worried about that, Richard. I am. They're they're using the babies for fucking rituals. No, I am, because there's been too (coughs) many links to paedophilia in this franchise, and it's making me It's implied that Michael impregnated Jamie. I don't even think it's implied. I think it's fully known. Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely delved more into in the uh, producers' cut. Producers' ah, cut, because right, okay. the, the point of the baby is to be the next Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, feel day. But she, uh, she says you can't have the baby, Michael. Yeah, because Michael he goes turns back on to the, the van. Well, he t- no, he turns on the fucking motor controlling the floor. Oh, it, yeah, like, drills yeah, her, like, yeah. fucking goes through her. Then he goes into the truck, yeah, he looks picks up what he thinks the baby, and it's just a cloth the baby. Yeah, and then we, uh, we get. We cut back to Haddonfield yep. now. Yeah. Outside the the house. The gentleman is taking down the soul sign. Somebody's put on a very shit looking Michael like Miles. Cut. I mean, it looks yeah. better than any of the Michaels we've got in this Spawn trilogy. Yeah. But it says he's coming on it as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's back or something like that. Yeah. And then we get an, we get a cool little panning shot of the kids beginning trick or treat. I always like these shots in the Halloween film <laughs> where the kids just slowly go out to trick or treat. It's like, oh, there's people dying in this town. You'll have fun though. Yeah, the, the the dude taking the sign down moans that he hates kids. Then we get our oh, this classic Haddonfield Halloween flash on the title. Yeah. Um, and now we get introduced to the Strodes. Yeah, he the dude the dude in question is the dad. Yep, John. And we also get Uncle Tim, who The mum is Kara. Yeah. And the well, I say grandmother, I suppose. Is Deborah? Yeah, the, the, the dad. Danny the dad. is dressed up as his uncle for Halloween. They were both wearing a T-shirt that says "Barry kicks ass." Like, who? I have who is no Barry? recollection of this. <laughs> the dad's moaning. To... We get like a. It's a really weird, like disgruntled family. There's obviously issues. Yeah, but the dad's, dad's moaning like ever since you fucking came back, everything's gone to shit. Yeah, and he says like he says Deborah, you know, you shouldn't be giving her money and yeah, because Deborah like slides her some money discreetly. It's like why don't you just give her all our fucking money? Yeah, he throws it in her face. <laughs> he like throws the money in her face. Yeah, then Kara sticks up for her, but he just tells her to like wake up, and then he like hits her or something, doesn't he? 
Well, he, he says he Kara. says everything was fine until she, um, Kara, and her little bastard showed up. Yeah. And then uh, she she replies to him, I see only one bastard That's in this house, yeah, and he smacks and he her. Smacks her. Yeah. And then Danny's like there holding a knife to yeah. John's stomach. So Kara heads out, and um, her f- her friend turns up. Beth. Beth. Because Tim's going out with her, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And she sends a... Can't have a Halloween film about pointless teenage romances that go nowhere. Of course. But she sends Danny off to school, and then we get into the scene with uh, Loomis and... Ter- what, Terrence Dr. Wynn? Yeah. Whatever. Um, he tells the nurse to give Loomis any and all files on Michael Myers. The nurse, I think it's the nurse that tells them that Jamie's body was found by Hanfield. Yeah, yeah. So we have Kara um, telling her friend about Tommy being a little fucking perv. They both say that he's weird. He basically lives in this boarding house. Yeah, and he, he lives, lives on the top floor and some old woman lives on the bottom floor. Yeah, see, they make a point, like, this is also foreshadowing. They shout at this, the woman that runs the place, like Mrs. Blankenship or something. They shout at her, and she can't hear anything because she's deaf. I'm pretty sure this comes up later, like, when she's in the house. Probably. And she doesn't hear anything. But she's weird herself, isn't she? Yeah. Well, she ends up being very weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Tommy listening. He, he listens and, like, re-listens to... Um, the Jamie, radio podcast. Yeah, and he like pinpoints where she is. He like hears like an announcement of a bus coming in or something because it's yeah, a bus station. Yeah, he immediately goes to the yeah, and he the finds, bus station. He finds blood by the phone. This is what I don't get. Like the the whole day is packed. Exactly. And the, the place. Nobody notices this. The cleaners. Everybody's there. The cleaners in this place need to be fired immediately. I, there's a baby snatched yeah. away, crying. Yeah. And he hears it. It's not yeah. as if he goes in and is like, well, I've got to Do you think anyone's baby. gone in for a shit in the toilet and be like, yeah, well, like, it's, it's busy in this place. Yeah, it's a bus stop or and bus like, station. Like, You've been here for how fucking long? This must have opened early at six o'clock in the morning. Unless it's 24 hours because it's a bus station. Somebody's came, like, all these people come in and that went, what's the blood stain leading to the bathroom doing? Oh, oh there at the end time. of the blood stain, there's a crying baby. Oh, well, better get to work. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's ridiculously bad right like awful awful but we get Wynn and Loomis who are like buddy cops now they investigate the barn crime scene and Michael's burned the the ta- you know the tattoo the in the hay yeah. and it's like why, why has he, he done, done this? this yeah and um well at least they explain why he's done it later well, Loomis, hmm. they, they, Loomis they goes, it's, it's his mark, up. he's come home. And it's like, Loomis, fuck off, mate. You don't know anything about Thorne, alright? No fuck one does. Me. Exactly. Nobody fucking knows what's going on. Yet he's like, it's his mark. Where the fuck did this come from, then? It came from a fucking tattoo. I hate this film. <laughs> <laughs> it was me thinking you were enjoying this. Fucking hell. Oh, we um, get one of the n- most 90s lines I've ever heard on film. The, right. one of, I, I think, think they're looking him. at Danny's drawings, yeah. aren't they? And they see, yeah, they well, see he comes in, yo, check it out, tonight's going to be killer. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> someone got paid to write yeah. that line. <laughs> yo, yeah. check it out, tonight is going to be killer. I mean, it makes sense with this film. Oh, yeah, they're looking at one of Danny's pictures. All the family is dead. And Tim comes in with, huh, huh, I think it's cool. And I'm not even exaggerating. He literally says, huh, huh. Like fucking (laughs) 
Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) But Tommy takes the baby to a hospital and, you know, he he goes, uh, he's screaming for a doctor. He bumps into Loomis and Loomis remembers him. So you're that fucking kid from the first one. I mean, he doesn't say that, but... (laughs) You were in the good one. I mean, it wasn't actually me. I'm just... What are you talking about? They'll replace me in another 20-odd years as well. (laughs) They kind of, uh... They kind of, like, just click straight away, these two. I mean, it's because fucking Paul Rudd's discount. He's basically his fucking apprentice. Um, Loomis tells Tommy that Jamie is the last of uh, Michael's bloodline. Tommy says that, obviously, no, that's the baby now. I suppose Loomis doesn't break the baby's neck, but... Done. Well, you'd think he would. Done. No! No! Get the little girl, Michael. But he uh, he tells Loomis of the, you know, the, the Strode family that adopted Laurie. And they're now living in the Myers house. It's got a full circle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not even, it doesn't even deserve it. Um, He tells Loomis to meet him at this fucking rally, whatever they're doing, because Halloween was banned. Can you imagine someone banning Christmas? Please. <laughs> yeah. Or save a fortune. Yeah, I would, to be fair, yeah. Now, see, Michael's watching Deborah clean, you know, the, the front of the house. The washing machine breaks in... <laughs> the washing machine breaks in the cellar, and, uh, you know, water starts coming out of it. Yeah. So Deborah hears some creaking while she's upstairs. She's obviously you're supposed to think it's fucking Michael, and it's not. It's, it's Loomis. Loomis I've yeah. come to help your family, but can you fuck off out my house? Yeah, I'm sick of you. I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. This isn't even the f- you come round every day, Loomis, yeah. saying you're here to help our family. He's coming home. Tom, um, Tommy, meanwhile, takes the baby home and calls him Stephen. Why? What's the most boring fucking name you could give anyone in it? Stephen. I called him Stephen. Who call, yeah, who calls a baby Stephen? Fucking, you're in a Halloween film. Give him the fucking stupid name. Like, I won't say. let anything happen to you. I would have yeah. called him Michael Junior. This is the reason they make Mrs. Blankenship. Deaf because they she doesn't hear the baby crying, yeah. so he can sneak it in. But it doesn't matter because she. Oh, never mind. The writing's great on this film. <laughs> Loomis tells Deborah about um, pure evil has contaminated Michael's fucking soul. Michael's just like possessed at this point, and that he's come back home. It's like Loomis. She said it's every fucking film. He's come back home. How many fucking times is he coming back home? I'm sick of him. <laughs> I'm sick of him. I was watching Halloween 3 and I was like, where's Michael? I want him back. Now I'm like, fuck him off. Get rid of him. Now we've got two more films coming out about him. Two more. I mean, the last one was decent, so I don't know what I'm moaning about, but... Danny's walking home and, uh... Yeah, he sees the, the man in black... <laughs> the point, yeah, yeah, yeah. The point of Shoe Man's just watching him, because he's not, he's not doing anything as interesting as massacring yeah. police stations now. He's just running about. Uh, Tommy bumps into him, dropping the pumpkin. Again, it's full circle from when it happened to him. He dropped his pumpkin. Now he's making people drop their pumpkins. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you think the writing was good. Not you. They did. Um, yeah, they probably thought they were this really This is always clever. full circle. This is the fucking best thing we've ever fucking made of this. Oh, Harvey Weinstein's just having a wank. Like, oh, this film's shit. Deborah calls John John now, and she says she's taking the kids away. Yeah. And that... Um, John's basically the, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, she says the only reason that they live in the house, because uh, John's brother couldn't sell it yeah. due to what went on. And um, she says that John knew and, and, and wouldn't tell his family. Michael's in the house now as well, we see. And John literally just puts the phone down and uh, makes her whiskey or something. It's like, fuck this bitch. 
So Deborah takes a suitcase downstairs and she notices like a toolbox and paint. She's like, what the fuck? The phone rings. Michael's in the background and it's the voice man that the kid mentioned. And he says, yeah, we, we want the child. And um, she can see- fucking have it. Yeah, fucking take it. But she sees Michael and she runs and the shit Halloween theme plays because this deserves it. And um, she she bumps into Michael who's holding an axe and she kind of just looks at him and goes, oh, Michael. And then he just axes her. It's like, goodbye. Axe. You terrible you character. I didn't ox you. I wasn't oxed him. him. <laughs> oh. oh, we could be watching IT. Right yeah, so this cunting film. Um, Kara gets home. Yeah, the chain's on the door. So she's got to go around the back. She calls for her mum and Danny. Yeah. I mean, obviously the mum doesn't reply because she's dead. Axed. Um, she finds Danny in the in the room with Tommy. And he's, he's like, do you know whose room this used to be? If I, Paul Rudd. If I was off, this mother mate. and I saw the local neighbourhood creep in... In a room with in my son. Well, my kid's been raped. Brilliant. <laughs> Great. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's I knew in the corner. Like... <laughs> well done, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. One day you'll be Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and I'll never be done for sexual... Uh, well, I was going to say is sexual harassment. Like, I, th- I think it's a bit more than that, isn't it? Sexual That's assault. Yeah. Tommy, Cara, and Dana, they go to the boarding school now so they can watch a house from across the street. And Tommy's like, I've got loads of experience doing this, don't worry. <laughs> um, and Danny sees uh, Michael watching from outside while Cara's helping Tommy to like, settle the baby. Tommy shows Cara some fucking runes. And says that they were used in rituals and uh, to pretend future events and invoke magic. We're in a Halloween film. He says the symbol of Thorn represented demon. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, it spread sickness and brought death to hundreds and thousands of people. According to the Celtics, each tribe has one child chosen to be inflicted with the curse of Thorn. The child would have to use the blood of its next of kin on the night of Samhain. There, Samhain again. The sacrifice of one family meant sparing the lives of an entire tribe. We're in a Halloween film. Yeah. Tommy figures out the symbol is a constellation of stars. In a Halloween film. Yep, that appears sometimes on Halloween night. In a Halloween film. Yep, whenever it appears, he appears. I think that's why uh, the man in black wants the baby. He's like, need that, need that baby back. <laughs> Um, it's just the final sacrifice, isn't it, I suppose? They Tommy... noticed, yeah, they noticed Danny's gone. Yeah. She's downstairs talking to the old lady, who was just watching Phantom of the Opera. Tommy heads out now to stop Michael. He tells Kara not to go back to her house and to stay here. Now we see that Loomis and Wynne, they find out from an autopsy that Jamie's body had um, placental fluid in it. And Loomis thinks he knows where the baby is, because Loomis knows where everybody is now in the series. Of course series. he does. He just knows all the time. He's got a psychic link to everyone. Um, we get a little scene now with M- Mrs. Blankenship. She talks to Danny about Halloween and um, says that it, it used to be a night when days grew shorter and uh, spirits came home to warm themselves by the fireside. Lovely Mrs. Blankenship. <laughs> Definitely nothing uh, nothing weird going on with Mrs. Blankenship. No. Tommy's looking for Michael at this point and... Um, Blankenship goes on to say that bonfires were lit and costumes were worn to help ward off evil spirits. These are these are actually the true origins of um, Halloween. This was essentially what Halloween was about. It was about you you uh, 
you you dressed yourself up to blend in with the demons that were allowed to come out. This is a Halloween film. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm all Something. for Halloween origins, but not in a Halloween. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, it's I don't like, want to hear like about the Halloween. called Halloween. We've got to link it to the origin. No, no, you don't. It no, it's, man it's, killing like it's just a man killing people. There was no fucking... Kara comes in, she stops the story. And Blankenship says, he hears the voice, you know, just like the other boy that used yeah, to live in Yeah, when we find house. out that she used to babysit Michael. Mikey Myers. She says, Mikey Myers. We're referring to Michael Myers Mikey. as Mikey Myers. She says that he heard the voice to kill his family. Lightning strikes again. Because we don't need that cliche. You know? yeah. And uh, Michael's, Michael's in the back. I swear she mentioned, I don't know if it was here or later on, that she uh, she was even babysitting the night he killed them. The, his sister. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're an awful babysitter. Oh, she, yeah, but I mean, consider, oh, well, we'll get to that. The rally begins now. Tim and... Is it Beth, you said? Yeah. This, we get a great scene now. I did like this scene, because John comes home pissed. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he comes home to no dinner. Yeah, and he's like, God like, damn God it, she, she actually left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lights go out, and he's like, oh, it must be the boogeyman. Ha! And then he goes into the cellar. Because yeah, the washing machine was playing up from earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. He looks in the washing machine, and it's full of bloody clothes. And obviously, Michael Myers is behind him. And uh, he gets electrocuted to death. And his head explodes. It's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... It's great. It's a good kill. Yep. I'll give it that. It just... I needed it that in this film. <laughs> At this point, I was like, oh, oh thank God for that. that. Got me At least there's something. Yeah. That was another thing that was really ramped up in the uh, in this cut. It was cool. a lot tamer. Especially that his head didn't blow up in the producer's cut. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we go back to the little rally. Tim and Beth are on the, the stage with the radio. Yeah, because the radio... <clears throat> they're, they're saying to the uh, radio guy how Michael's gone. There's no bo- There's no boogeyman. He makes a comment on Beth, like, oh, I bet she wears cr- crotchless panties and barks like a dog. It's all right, mate. Fair play to you. Beth says uh, how Tim lives in um, Michael Myers' house. Which he didn't even know, did he? Who, the radio guy? No. Oh, Tim. Uh, Tim. No, no, yeah, yeah. The radio guy says that they'll broadcast from Myers' house Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck are we doing here, then? Where's yeah. your house? But the radio guy goes to his van and immediately gets gutted by Michael. So there was, there was no point to that. There was no point to this <laughs> film. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Tim and Beth, they, they go back to Tim's house and they, um, you know, Beth tells Tim about his house's history. And afterwards, they obviously get jiggy. Tommy finds a kid now. Dancing around a tree. Saying, it's raining red, it's warm. Yeah. I remember this scene really vividly from... A kid. This a is kid. like the one scene I remember, and I don't know why. It's pretty fucked up, but but it turns out she's standing underneath the dead radio guy. Michael's like strapped him up there. Like, ha! Someone's gonna find this probably. But nobody saw him doing it. No, I know. Did nobody think in the middle of the street? Like, that guy looks like Michael Myers, and he's putting that uh, dead body in the tree. That's probably just a prank. Yeah, I, I don't know it. It's a bit weird, that's a prank. It's a bit strange. I mean, I'd, I'd at least go up afterwards and like, I'd, I'd be like, that's fucking good effect, that is. <laughs> I think that's a human. Uh, but Loomis, Loomis bumps into Tommy at this point, so they're uh, they're back together. Tim and Beth have finished, you know, Coitus. fucking it. <laughs> Tim goes for a shower and Beth says, watch out for the boogeyman. And you're like, oh, could you stop? 
These are not clever lines. And Kara notices the lights are on in the house. So Tim's in the shower and he asks don't, Beth don't. Oh, don't. for a towel. Don't. <sighs> and Michael gives don't. him a towel. No, no, he doesn't. He no, does. he doesn't. No, he <laughs> No, he doesn't. Because nobody would ever write in a script, he Michael Meyer passes the teenager a towel. He gives him a towel. He gives him a towel, Richard. <laughs> what? It's like, dry yourself off before I fucking... Yeah, and he slits his throat, like, straight afterwards. Yeah, and then right. the Halloween theme plays. I don't want... And it's like, you just played the Halloween theme for Michael handing a fucking towel to a man in the shower. Where else would you play it? Oh, that seems me. like what... I think that's what John Carpenter <clears throat> wrote this theme for. They kept putting this film like, no, that's for the scene where Michael Myers hands someone a towel. <laughs> yeah. It's got to happen at one point. It'll happen the sixth one, I reckon. But um, Danny hears the voice man now. I fucking hate that name, you know. Say his name, and Kara um, rings Beth. She, you know, she basically tells Beth and to you know to get get him, get the fuck out of the house. And then she can see that obviously Michael's behind her, and Beth just gets stabbed the fuck up. And then she sees Danny approaching the house. Yeah, he so goes, she runs. You know, he goes him. in there. She she looks. You know, she looks for Danny through the house with a fire poker or something. Yeah. And um, she finds Beth and Tim's corpses in bed. Yeah, she because... sees Beth's and then she lifts up the cover. Yeah. And Tim's there too. Because Michael's, you know, I'll put them together in death. The only thing, I, I, I bet Michael's like across from there, like folding up the towel that he passed in. Like, put it back in. Yeah. Got to be neat. Michael's in there though and he, he, he finds, um, you know, Kara finds Danny. Michael finds them both. Kara actually stands aground at this point. Because then her mum's body, her mum's body falls down from somewhere. Yeah, it's like hanging from the ceiling. All right. And Kara actually knocks Michael down stairs with the poker at this point. Yeah. And he's kind of motionless. Danny stands fucking staring at him for some reason. Kara says, you know, she'll she'll come and get Danny. Michael obviously grabs. He, he's not dead. He's not. No. Oh, I thought this was it. I thought he was dead. No, I said not. No. Oh. He grabs I her the ankle. Film was going to win. Then I was happy. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to grab her ankle, but she she hits him with the fire. But she runs out with Danny, and um, and now Tommy and Loomis they go to get the the baby, and um, Stephen. Yeah, the baby's gone at this point. Where's the baby? I, I can't keep track of where these people are. Yeah. This film's but Cara tries Cara tries to get into the house. It's kind of like similar to the Halloween two bit where Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to get into the or Laurie's trying to get into the hospital, and Loomis like finally lets her in. As Michael approaches. Tommy asks Loomis, who knew about the baby besides them? And then we get our big revelation. Loomis says that only himself and Terence, Dr. Wynn, knew where the baby was. And, um, you know, we, we hear the voiceman tell Danny to, to come to him. They find Danny now with Wynn, who is... He's sitting on his lap. He's the leader of the men in black, or whatever the, the pointy shoe. I don't give a fuck. He's the bad guy. It's supposed to be some sort of revelation. I don't care. No. Well, nothing um, comes of it anyway. No. But a load of black-wearing people, hooded, you know, they arrive, and Kara tries to get away. It turns out Blankenship is part of them as well. So, you know, her babysitting Michael is... I mean, that's why she's a shit babysitter, because she just let him, because she's part of Thorn. Kara leaps out of a fucking window at this bit. She just yeah. leaps. I mean, I, I wanted to do this while I was watching this film. I was just about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I envy her. I wish I could jump out of a window right now. We get this fucking awful fade to black. 
Why? It opened, I mean, this is where you could tell that the cuts were happening. Because we get the fade to black where, you know, Kara's motionless. And then when we come back, Tommy and Loomis are standing where Kara fell. Asking where she is, you know, stating that, stating that she's been dragged. It's literally like a fade to black in a TV show. And then the break. Yeah. And then it comes back and this is where it is. I mean... This is where I noticed as well, like, this film's full of fucking exposition, like, characters just spouting the story, but this part is fucking awful. They are literally just telling us where people have gone, so we know, because we don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) Did we ever? No. Um, But Loomis says that this is a game... And that he knows where to play it because Loomis knows where fucking everybody is. It seems like Loomis is one step behind, um, in front, but doesn't act on it until it's too late. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I know exactly where to go and what to do. Yeah. Should you do it? In a bit. So Carl wakes up in this like asylum kind of room, and she, you know she hears some women screaming. We're gonna get a lot of chopping back and forth between characters at this point because. Yeah. Um, it's a messy film. Yeah. Thomas and Loomis, they arrive at Smith's Grove. <laughs> where the finale of the Damn, film... full circle. Yeah. Loomis says he intends to stop Wynn, and he tells uh, he tells Tommy to wait. You know, Loomis then confronts Wynn. Tommy hears some screaming, so he comes straight back in. And we, we see that Wynn wants Loomis to join him. And he says that Jamie's baby is the start of a new age. And Loomis says the... Uh, the philosophical line of, I thought Michael was a monster. I thought the Weinsteins were monsters. <laughs> there's, the, there's, you know, more men in black. They, they knock Loomis to the, to the floor and they say they're ready for win, whatever that means. We'll find out. Tommy enters at this point, he enters the maximum security ward. With the door that's unlocked. Yeah. He finds this, If that's like... the maximum, <clears throat> I'd love to see the minimum security. Is it just a field? There's no so door. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. What, what if I leave? Well, no one will stop you, but just please stay. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. He finds this fucking dirty tooth woman. D- yeah, where did she come from? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> she starts spouting fucking nonsense. She's like, he walks amongst us, brother. He's come back and he's very angry. She's got a stomach wound as well. Maybe and... she's the one that rang the radio and wanted to bang him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But she says, how does it feel to be damned before dying? It's like, stop trying to be philosophical, Phil. You crap. Or <laughs> so blunt. Um, Kara screams. She's. I think she sees Tommy or something at this point. But he he begins to break the the door down. Yeah, he's bashing the fire extinguisher. Yeah, and then Michael's here. He he starts to you know to come for him. Obviously, Michael. Yeah, Tommy continues to knock the door down. He gets Kara just before Michael reaches him, of course. And they they shut this cell door. Michael grabs Kara through the through the cell door, and Tommy has to shoot Michael with a riot gun. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about that. I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about most of the film to be perfectly honest. <clears throat> yep. Kara and Tommy they they make their way through. They see you know they see a group of they see this. Oh fuck me! This next lot is so badly filmed. Yeah. But they see a group of like suits and and wind gathered around the room. Basically, wind tells them to. Take off the thorn robes. Yeah, so it's not Halloween anymore. Yeah, he's Halloween is over. Yeah, over. they uh, they're preparing for surgery, and they see they see Danny in the room. Michael enters the room they're in. He's looking for them. He hears the you know he hears them knock something, but they 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 fucking hide. They hide. 
Michael finds this fucking, like, surgical machete now. He slaughters all the fucking thorn people, like, in this horribly flashy scene. Oh, it's a horrible scene. I generally had to look away. I didn't know what was going on. And we're supposed to just, you know, know that basically Michael is, he's bad for everybody. He is the the boogeyman, and he kills everybody. The unstoppable killing machine killed people. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. But Tommy, Kara, and Danny—they they, um, they all run away. Well, they've got the baby now as well. I think. Yeah. So there's a nurse that's obviously got out of the fucking pandemonium, and she's like following behind them as as Michael comes after them. And Tommy, obviously, the, Tommy and his gang—they they get through this gate and they they lock it. Yeah, they it. lock it behind. And him. this poor fucking nurse gets used as a battering battering yeah. ram by Michael to bash down the door. Like he, he just. I mean, it's his own fault for working with an evil cult. True. Um, but you know, Tommy and that they lock themselves in a room, and you know, Kara. Oh, this fucking scene. Kara sees these genetically engineered fucking babies. Yeah. We're in a Halloween film. Well, they've got a fetus room in yeah. a Halloween film. Michael, you know, Michael breaks in. They hide. It's the same shit. Tommy, Kara has a pipe now. Yeah. Tommy comes out and says, "Mike." Mikey. You've won. Fucking hell. So um, Michael puts him in a headlock and Tommy gives Michael this... You heard that right. Paul Rudd puts Michael Myers in a headlock. Yeah. And Tommy gives Michael this fake baby. <laughs> the real baby cries and Tommy's forced to... He stabs him with like five loaded syringes. Like yeah. huge syringes. Michael kind of shrugs it off. Kara hits him with a fucking pipe. And, uh, you know, Dan- Danny's hiding with a baby. Michael begins to throttle Kara. And then Danny, like, gets his bottle back. Well, back. I say he's a child, but... Yeah, he screams, like, leave her alone. Yeah. Michael goes for Danny. Yeah. And he starts, like, fucking crying for his mum. Yeah. Tommy syringes him again. He keeps hitting him. Loomis arrives now at this point to do fucking absolutely to do nothing. It is Loomis does. He just film. shoots a keypad and gets them all out and puts them in an elevator. I see it. We get more horrible flashes while Tommy beats the shit out of Michael. Yeah, I know. Green blood comes out of Michael's mask. Green blood. We get a really fucking weird, obviously cut scene. Cut to 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 this. They just cut them outside. Yeah. And Tommy's this like is Loomis. The end of the film. Yeah, Tumis is like come. Uh, Tommy's like Tumis. Tommy's asking Loomis to come with him, and Loomis basically says that he has. I business. have a little business to attend yeah. to here. Uh, they leave. We cut back. We see that Michael, you know, he's obviously gotten up, taken off his mask, taken the syringes out, and it ends with Loomis screaming. And then we cut to a pumpkin, in memory of Donald Pleasance. I can't stress how bad that ending it's is. Awful. It's not it's even awful. an ending. It's awful. I generally thought I'd missed a scene. And... It's not even an ending. No, the film just stops. You can tell the ending was that. That ending was pasted on. I think when they when they did all of the reshoots for the theatrical cut, it was already after Donald Pleasance had passed away. Uh, so well. any scene involving him, they just had to work with what they've got. But. They could have just cut him out of the film completely. I mean, it would have been he a shame. He did fuck yeah. all. It wouldn't, he wouldn't have been missed. He I'd rather he not in this one because... Yeah. Oh, this was his last film. This was his last thing he did on this planet. 
Oh. At least he didn't ever have to see how bad it turned out. He knew. He, could, he might have been alive. He in knew. Oh, right. Let's uh, let's not linger on this Ted. Ratings film. It's a one out of five. I don't give a fuck. I'm not even getting into this film. It's pathetic. I'm surprised you didn't go it's for the half a star. To be honest, pathetic. I'll go for half a star then. I forgot we could do that. <laughs> I forgot we could do that. Um, yeah, I actually did put half a star in my notes as well. Yeah, half a star for a film. It's not. It's not even. I mean, I know there's a producer's cut, but that doesn't give it. Yeah, it doesn't count. That's no, not what we're, it's, it's this a, is it's an unfinished. This is this like is the film they presented. This is the, the PS4 game you get that wasn't finished before you you played it, and it's full of glitches. All the open access bullshit. Yeah. Um, fun fact: uh, one out of five, and it gets that just because some of the kills are quite inventive. That's it. I'm not even going into it. It's done. I'm done. I'm done with that film. That film's finished. I don't know if I'll ever watch that film again in my life. But why would you need to? If you're watching all the Halloweens, unfortunately. Same. Half a star. It's a piece of shit. It's, yeah. It's, it's a piece of shit, this film. This I don't give a fuck what nostalgia you got for it. Like, there's nostalgia and then there's this film. Yeah, there's nothing. It's boring as well. Yeah, it's not even nothing happens. dumb or fun. It's just there's just nothing happens for 90 minutes. You've Loomis got Donald does Pleasance in your film and he does nothing. Nothing in this film. Nobody does. Nobody. Not even, like. Even, oh, it's it's crap. I'm done. I'm done with this film. At least we're on to better things now. Yeah, we get a slight bump. Uh, H2O next. Halloween H20. Twenty years later is the full official title. I don't like the title to film here. No. But the film's all right. Yeah. Join us in a couple of days, and we'll talk about that one. Bye bye. Fucking hate it talking about this one. Goodbye. I think it's cool.